Everybody, ho ho ho, and a merry merry to you, dimwits out there. Merry Christmas. Hope you're all doing well. Special Xmas episode of the DYM podcast. My name is Andrew Fiore. Joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Dutch Sean Donnelly himself. Yes, Merry Christmas, Dimwit Nation. The only podcast. Run by two Santa Clauses. That's how you know. <laughs> this is how you know. We don't even need to talk about Christmas on our podcast because you just put out our faces and the people are like, oh, that's got to be a Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you have Andy has a joke about it. Andy says he's young Santa. I, I did look like a young Santa. I did look like a young Santa. Yes, and that's no more, baby. Oh, my God. Well, I just wanted to tell you right before we recorded, I, you can change the name on StreamYard. You'll see it on the video. And Andy called himself. Uh, Andy Eagle Eyes Fiore. And, that's, uh, that's what they're calling me on the streets. I didn't name it. Nobody is calling you that. Um, <laughs> first off, there's nobody on the streets because of COVID, Andy. So <laughs> that's a strike right there. And also, uh, uh, Eagle Eyes, the, the crazy thing is, uh, that's, that's I guess, your, your Christmas present to yourself this year yes. was to get LASIK surgery. We talked about it the past couple right. episodes. You're very excited about it. Uh, right. And now... He, Andy goes from being young Santa to Eagle. Now he's Top Gun. He's Eagle Eyes. Yeah. I don't, I've, never, I've never seen such a comeback in the history of eyeballs before. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. Still a little like uh, blurry and out of focusy, which is normal for the first week or so. But uh, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's like I haven't worn glasses since last Thursday. It's it's a miracle. It's really um, crazy, man. Uh, yeah, is it is it a strange feeling, Andy, or is it like a it is a strange feeling because these the first things your face does look different. I don't know if your face looks different because you're not wearing glasses or because yeah, like that's exactly why. Yeah. Is that why? Is that the only reason why? I thought maybe like it was because your eyes are coming out of their shell or something like they're like they're, your, your face is opening up because you don't have glasses. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. Does something happen to your eyes when you have glasses on all the time? Like, so, so is it? Yeah, you look fantastic. Oh, um, does something happen uh, like where behind the glasses, they're like shutting a little bit because of the light and the reflection or something. And yeah. then now your eyes. Yeah, you do look a little bit, a little bit, a little bit different. New look. It's a new yeah. look for a new year, baby. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> um, well, the funny thing is, and we should tell people this, like, and we also we talked about it. Uh, I was like, "Oh man, I'll come." I'll, uh, you're like, "Oh, you needed somebody to grab you from the surgery," and then <laughs> yeah, you yeah, ended yeah. up needing that. And then I'm it's thinking, like, after I'm such an <laughs> idiot because I'm thinking, like, after the surgery, I'm like, "This guy's gonna be laid up for a while." Uh, I'm like, yeah. "It's bad." So I'm like, my my brain kicked in. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna need like some kind of help. Maybe I'll bring him <laughs> no. something." I'm you're thinking, very I'm sweet. Thinking, no, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, "Oh, I'll bring him a uh, super." I don't know. Like, you're thinking like somebody's sick. But that's not well, the case because listen, I call. I'm I, I take a walk every day in Astoria, in New York, and I and I, I that's my exercise. That's my old man exercise. And uh, and I was like, oh, let me see if he needs anything. I'll go to the store. I'll grab it on the way, drop it off, and then go to the where I, where I walk to. 
And I call him up, and Andy's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like yeah, what's up, man? I'm like, yeah, I figured I'd drop off stuff. He's like, I'm on my way out. I'm going out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you can just lead a normal life? Like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. So that. the first day you're spent basically with your eyes shut post-surgery. They're like, rest your eyes as much as possible. If you can, take a nap. And I had zero problems with that. Right. So, uh, you know, that, that was the tough day. Then – 24 hours later, you've pretty much got full vision. It's just a little blurry. So they recommend if you're going to go out, you know, wear your shades that they give you. They gave me these cool hip uh, sunglasses, which are straight out of 1987. Yeah, the old lady ones like the they're not old lady ones. They're actually like wrap around. They they were sunglasses. I would have thought were cool when I was nine. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like old Oakley's or something. I could go get it, but uh that's just like to protect against the wind and the sensitivity to light, which is the immediate uh, uh, stuff you want to watch out for. Right. So uh, you called me like by, I guess that was Saturday. Yeah, it was a few and, days in. Yeah. yeah, it was a few days in. You're like, can you move around or is, <laughs> are you off the couch? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm about to go uh, meet my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go like enjoy the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that that was the the case. I had no, no idea. No. I think I'm like, oh, this guy, he's holed up. He's in a bed. It's, it's you know, <laughs> I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, it's bad. It's bad. And then I, and he was like, yeah, like it was like almost like something like an afterthought. Like, yeah, pick up the phone. Like, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, oh, you're. I was rushing right out the door. I'm sorry. I was about to get. A no, call. it doesn't matter. But I was like, oh, okay. Then uh, what the fuck am I? No, calling it was for? a very sweet gesture. Yeah. It, that is a lot of people don't know when I before the surgery to what you were saying. Uh, I had no idea what the post uh, few days would be. And they do kind of put the fear of God in you. You're like, is somebody coming to get you? Is somebody coming to get you? Yeah. And I think that just depends on who you talk to at the uh, oh, at the eye center. Because I have this one girl, Stephanie. She's been my, my chick the whole time. She's been great. I got to say, I love this place. TLC, big shout out. Stephanie, Nicole, Dr. Angelface, whom I love. Uh, she is just, oh my Lord. I told you about this, right? Yeah. Yeah. You did. She's, just, she's gorgeous. And yeah. I, I'll get to this later, but so, um, depending on who you talk to, like you need somebody here. And then, uh, because last week my surgery comes in the middle of a blizzard. So yes, like, it is it going to happen? Is it going to get pushed back? So. Uh, I'm now worried. I'm guessing TLC stands for the Laser Center or something like that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Laser, okay. Uh, uh, yes, Laser Eye Center. Um, laser, okay. And so uh, they go. We'll let you know as soon as we can if it's going to happen. So they pushed it back to about 10 a.m., but it only pushed back like a half hour. And uh, I actually took the subway there with zero problems. Was there like 20 minutes early? You know when that that Murphy's Law type of thing where you're like, I'm going to leave an hour and a half early. It's snowing yeah. out. Yeah. Not there in 15 minutes. <laughs> you, you can never underestimate the power of nobody being on the trains right, in New York City. Right. That's really the cause of the delays. It's people. It's it's yeah. human error. Yeah. Because you know, when they're not and they're running, it's like, oh, no, this is beautiful. This takes right, right, right. The, so the, I get it, there. Really, really quick, because you just meant, you mentioned it before. It's so funny to me, the idea that the importance of the surgery matters off the person you're talking to at the TLC. It's so funny if you just it got right. increasingly more lax. That, that, like, like That's you show up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Because I called. Oh. I'm basically dealing with Stephanie at this point. Wednesday, leading up to the Thursday surgery, it's starting to snow. She's like, and I and I'm my concerns are going. 
I hate to ask people. I asked Sean and I'm my Liz, the GM from the Comedy Cellar, was my backup because it's snow, it's a blizzard. You said, yeah, fine, I'll come get you. And then uh, and I, we don't, had I don't want to make anybody do this in a blizzard. You know, is there any way? And she goes, uh, how are you going to get home tomorrow? Are you going to Uber? Are you going to? I go, oh, I could just Uber? She goes, yeah, I'll walk you down and put you in the car. I was like, oh, no sweat then. Yeah. I had this thing in my head where I was going to be blinded for like a day. Yeah. With that's these what I shields or anything. She goes, no, you can see through the shields and the sunglasses you'll be wearing. You just got to walk upstairs. I was like, oh, I don't need anybody then. And yeah. I didn't. And you I mean, had a genius I idea, though. You were like, have Liz meet you and walk you in and uh, walk you down to the cab. You yeah. get the Uber. I'll come meet, walk you up, which was genius. But we just overthought the whole thing. We didn't even need it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally walked into an Uber and walked out of an Uber into my apartment. It could have been easier. Yeah, you walk in. I understand, and maybe for you know uh, an elderly person or uh, yeah, know, that's probably what's going on. But but yeah. I was uh, I was up and moving, and I had a little Valium in me, which was fun, a little disorienting, but man. So my doctor, Dude, two days in, you're going partying, you're going fucking <laughs> chilling, drinking. But I mean, yeah, essentially you're pretty good within 48 hours. But uh, I went for my follow up yesterday. Yeah. And the not the surgeon, but the the eye doctor who has been giving all the tests is just so goddamn beautiful. <laughs> I can't concentrate on any of the tests. <laughs> and I realized I'm the uh, doctor's office ham. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. murdering with yeah. the, the, the dental assistants and the nurses. And the, I am just any sort of joke I'm throwing is killing, dude. And I'm trying to make small talk with Dr. Angel Face for the holidays afterwards. You know, I'm like, so uh, wait, are you going home for the holidays or anything? She's like, yeah, maybe a day or two. It's weird because it's COVID and everything. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, if you're not doing anything, you know, we could maybe <laughs> we could <laughs> have Christmas together. This is how how you found much you fell in love. What are those, <laughs> were those eye drops going to your brain? What are you fucking crazy? So. You're like, hey, I know you just performed a surgery on me, but do you want to spend Christmas together? I thought maybe a little what's that, a, a, a Nightingale syndrome or whatever it's called. You know, she'd fall in love with her patient, Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale, yeah. And the pips. I, it didn't happen, I don't think. But uh, uh wait, so, but you never asked, or did you ask? I didn't ask, of course not. But I am murdering with all the other, like the assistants who come in and set you up, and uh, you know they they gave me the eye numbing agents. And I'm making eye joke puns and oh, just killing. <laughs> Talking about their, they got all these fancy nails. It's just like four black chicks and Puerto Rican chicks, and I am slaughtering with them. <laughs> they are loving the kid. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going, she's going, uh, so you're going to have to do, uh, you know, in the first 40 hours, you're really going to have to do the drops. You, you, you know, understand? I go, I see what you mean. <laughs> and she's oh going, oh, baby, get out of here. Come on now. You got to take this serious. <laughs> oh, my God. You're slaughtering. You're, you're a dad without being a dad. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> I see. <laughs> but I'm having a fun time with the whole TLC crew. They're They're good people. They give you a good surgery. Now, let me ask you this. What is holding you back from asking the doctor out? I don't want to be that creep. You know how what I mean? Not a creep? If you're respectful about it, how is it being a creep? I don't know her situation or anything, but here's the thing. I you do have I didn't see a ring Yeah, uh, on that uh, gentle hand that was taking the contact <laughs> lenses out of my eyeballs yesterday. <laughs> I have two more follow-ups. You have to go back in a week, and then you have to go back in a month. 
So it's kind of like dating. Actually, what if you? Oh my god, you psychopath! <laughs> it's like he's like it's like we're married now. What do you have to do? I gotta go see my uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> you have a girlfriend now? Yeah, but we're only gonna hang out like four times, and then that'll, that'll be it. Um, why? My question is this: I really don't think it'd be creepy if you were like, "Hey, why don't you let me take you out for a a thank you meal?" Like, like, and then the, the like, you'll it out. But here's the thing, man. The worst that she can say is like, "No, well, you're a patient, and I don't usually do that, I, or I'm dating somebody, and that would be weird with my boyfriend." What? Yeah, she's absolutely gonna give me the patient. But uh, you don't. But you don't know that. And and this is hey, this is like opposite George. If every if every, every what you say? I was. Yeah, there's another thing to this too. Why? I, I don't actually know if we are have any sort of common interest whatsoever because she. Is very uh, she has a swastika on her forehead. <laughs> no, she's got this pen that's got like this big kind of fake diamond on the end, and uh, she's got like the rhinestones on her sneakers, and it's purely an attraction thing. But I don't know if like our styles would mesh whatsoever. Um, well, well, how about having these styles? You have a penis and she has a vagina. <laughs> how about it comes? She has that, right? Maybe, even, even, if, even if there's a diamond uh, poofy thing on top of the of her vagina. She's a, Sean, she's a learned doctor. She's not slumming in the streets with me, I think. <laughs> a learned doctor. <laughs> he is. Well, it doesn't sound, it, the things that you described Sounded very Jersey and Long Island to I me. I think she's from Long yeah. Island. I've done a little bit, a bit of internet research, obviously, like one does. Uh, and I know, I know what you're talking about. Like I know you're that you wouldn't match with that type of Long Island slash Jersey style. Exactly, like right. I get what you're saying. That's what I mean. Who yeah. cares? It's worth a shot. It's just a date. I, yeah, I guess so. That would be funny. Yeah. I mean, how many stories like that have you heard before? You go, yeah, went in for surgery. Now she's my wife or whatever. Right. Exactly. You never know. And you can't, you can't, you can't judge somebody just based on how far I always, I always jump ahead in life. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I walked by a girl on the street the other day. I think we're going to get married in June of 2022. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is my doctor, but what are we going to dress our kids in? if she's into diamond shit. Like, like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Um, but it's totally true. Like, like normal, we're nice guys. Normal guys would have been like, "Yeah, I'm gonna ask her out." The last, the last, I know. Back, the last callback, the last checkup. I called it a callback. <laughs> callback. That's funny. The last uh, checkup. I'm gonna ask her out on the thing. You might as well just be like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if you're, you can even post that." You're like, "Hey, I know you're the doctor, but I really, you know, I really want to thank you for." And then that's not creepy at all. Let me ask you, how about this is a line? I go, you know, I can see clearly now, but you're blinding me with love. Andy, we might have to end the <laughs> podcast. Like, if you say that, I might not be friends with you anymore. It might get to the point where, like, I, think, I feel like you're just sitting there at night in bed writing down eyeball and, and sightseeing puns that you can use during the day because of the surgery. I go, look, we can cut out all this nonsense right here. <laughs> Cut out Let's all the down to the fact that you and I both see eye to eye. Oh my god, Jesus! There was two in there. I started with look, look, I catch that one. Look is not even a thing, that's, that's not even serious. a joke. You're a jokes, comedian. You're a you've, you've been on, you've been, you've I need been, stage time, dude. I, I'm going crazy over here, not getting on stage. Shit's look, all shut down again. Word. Brutal. This is what happens when you when you can't work out real comedy. My mind <laughs> just fucking degenerates.
Well, I honestly think that you, and I'm not talking from a place of where I would be doing doing it if I was you, because I'm uh, the same I'm way. Where I'm not like, kidding, of course. I'm kidding, of course. I would never, I would never ever do that. No, not I, say that, but I'm saying, at, but you could ask her out. You could easily ask her out. Yeah, maybe when uh, we get to the one month, I'll feel it out next week, and uh, we'll see. They're very quick appointments. There's not a lot of time to make some moves there. You know, she comes in, she basically gives you the this quick eye test. She looks in your eyes, and then you're, she goes, "All right, everything looks good." Make sure you keep up with those drops, and then as you're out, it's very quick. So I don't know. It's, I'm not at a bar buying her drinks, and you know, what if you were like, her. "Hey, I'd like to give you an eye test," and then you stand ten feet away, and it's your number on a piece of paper. Baby doll. <laughs> that's actually it. that's a pretty good. Your left eye, and tell me what this is. Nine seven three. <laughs> That'd be great. That's so funny. Uh, maybe I'll ask her out for New Year's. Oh, no, we're performing New Year's Eve. That's right. You can have her come down with us. <laughs> hey, Doc. Hey, have you ever vacationed in Royersford, PA? <laughs> Do you know Soul Joel? <laughs> I think he's a doctor. Yeah, I think he's some sort of doctor. He's a doctor of love. So everything's going good. The 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 eyes are uh, mending as as according to plan. She tells me Doctor Angel Face is uh, it likes what she sees, and uh, yeah, he's gotta fucking do these eye drops every like hour, two hours. There's these antibiotic ones, anti-inflammatory ones, and then just regular old uh, lubricating eye drops. You really yeah stay on top of it. But uh, now well, the big, there. The big question: Were you listening to any movies during your recovery? <laughs> I did. You know what? That's a good topic because the first day after surgery, uh, I listened to a few podcasts, but then I flipped on the TV. What are good shows that you can listen to and not have to watch? Well, Seinfeld. Obviously, Seinfeld was on there. For the me. Office, I could do that there with. Simpsons that Simpsons. Uh, I could get by. Um, what else was I watching? Yeah, it was tough, man, because you're really... And I'm so scared, too. I was like, don't open your eyes. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. Really nervous about it. So uh, I finally got dinner and I had to I had to turn my back to the TV. Uh, I sat my chair backwards. So I was I normally eat dinner right in front of my television. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Exactly. So I turned my chair around and I was kind of seeing the uh, the reflection in my window of the TV. It was the loneliest meal I've ever had in my life. It really was. If you looked by uh, a window shot of my apartment, it would have seemed psychopathic. <laughs> Just a man eating chicken fingers backwards in front of his TV. Yeah, you're like, why is that serial killer looking at the TV with nothing on it? Right. And I still have the eye shields on. Which are... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> they were insane, they're like, dude. They're like, why is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar impersonator? <laughs> Yeah, they're just these clear. They look like Kareem's Abdul-Jabbar's glasses. I hate these things. Out. You got to like tape them on. Oh, that's gross. You're supposed to sleep Why with them on. Them? I bailed on that night three. Oh yeah, they probably. Why? Because the eye they don't rub your on. eyes while you sleep, which I don't think I do. So. Oh okay. All right. That's yeah. not bad. But yeah, all, all good so far. And I got to be honest, it's good to see. Uh, it's good to see you alive and well, Shawnee. Oh God. Why you heard about that? <laughs> I was there when. Gomez started it. Oh yeah, that's right. You were. I fucking what a fucking idiot. Or we should give a little backdrop. Yeah, we're gonna. Okay, so, so 
we were both supposed to do the real ass podcast with Luis Gomez, the Vince McMahon of the comedy world. <laughs> the fucking wrestling promoter of the comedy world. Um, and I couldn't make it because I had a COVID scare, which I think I talked about already on the podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, I think I did. So I had, to take, I had to take that test. Uh, so I had to go in the morning and I had to cancel, but they had people and, 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 and Andy yeah, it was went. Me, Karen Fian, uh and his co-host Zach Amico with Louis J. And we, yeah, we had a great time. But I, I feel like they, just, they must just keep Karen Fian in a closet and bring her out whenever <laughs> they need her. Had a fun time with it. We missed you, babe. But uh, Lewis comes out and he says right off the bat, he goes, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, COVID took, uh, he was supposed to be here today, but, um, you know, Sean Donnelly uh, unfortunately passed away from COVID and we kept up with it the entire episode. <laughs> At one point I was like, oh, wait, Sean Donnelly is texting me right now. And Lewis was like, what are you doing? I went, you didn't let me finish. I said, Sean Donnelly's mom is texting me right now for funeral arrangements. <laughs> but I, it's, I I thought nobody would actually think that we were uh, being serious. Well, then, oh, but did people reach out to you? Yes. Well, mostly through Instagram. I think most people didn't uh, believe it. You know, obviously. I had nobody yeah. I knew either. Either nobody I knew no listens to the real ass podcast, or nobody cares that, that I was dead, <laughs> that I know that listens to the real ass podcast. Because uh, some people that weren't even following me on Instagram, I must have gone to my my profile and and been and I I posted something. They go, "You're alive," <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm alive," and that's how I found out. And then some guy messaged me that's a comedy fan, and he was like. You're alive. Oh, it's good to see you're alive. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, Luis Gomez said that you were dead on the real ass. Real ass <laughs> I go, oh, why? Because I couldn't fucking make it. And he's being a dick. And he's like, oh, yeah. One of the dimwits, Richie, Richie Wolf out there. Shout out, Richie. He's very sweet. He goes, this is a, a, a DM from Instagram. He said, hey, man, did Dutch really pass? <laughs> oh. He goes, here's, here's his death message. He goes. If so, that's a big time bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so Sean, when you thanks, go, thanks, Sean thanks. Donnelly, big time bummer. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the the heartfelt message. I know. I, laughed, I went down, dude. He's fucking. He's alive. Hey, if Donnelly died, if Dutch died, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really upset. Like through breakfast, just like, <laughs> just through <laughs> breakfast. He did right. Oh, way to stick to the bit on RAP. I was at work all bummed out. Ha ha ha. That is so fucking funny. So he was bummed out at where he, he you know. He, yeah, he, yeah, where he believed it. I, You know what it is? If I was healthier, it'd be way funnier. Like, the thing about it is, is like, <laughs> it's a possibility. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I could have dropped dead. So you don't want to bring that up. And uh, there's another one here I got a little bit of an issue with because I like to think we're both, uh, you know, we're not learned doctors like Angel Face, but we're pretty smart guys here. <laughs> I think we're smart guys. Uh, damn it, I can't find the message. I just except, had it. except when it comes to remembering uh, actors' okay. names and what movies they've done. And <laughs> yeah, except Amazing. for the you know whole premise of the podcast. <laughs> Here's Jared. I don't know if I should even say his name. This is Jared because he's got a real mafia last name. Like if it was like one of the most famous, and it could be a, a username. Okay, <laughs> just in case. Like yeah. it's one of the original five family mafia last names. <laughs> wow. You, okay. Yeah, I can kind of guess probably what it is. He goes, he goes, not to be a stickler or a dick, but Harbinger is pronounced Harbinger. 
First time I ever heard saw that word was in clerks. I said it your way for years and was eventually told I was an idiot by my friend who is now a doctor. Paying it forward. How do you say it, Harbinger? I I guess I don't remember I don't remember this exchange at all though. I don't either. I don't remember you saying that. Harbinger. Harbinger. I probably said it the wrong way. I, I, obviously. Harbinger. 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 So he says that he used to say it Harbinger. Correct, and it's Harbinger. Harbinger. Yeah. Uh, harbinger, yeah, it is harbinger, but 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 it does sound like you're saying it wrong if you say harbinger. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell it sounds like anymore. And what is it? It's one it's of those like, things. If I say anything enough times, I go, oh, that sounds right. Can you bring up the the the, the, the technical definition of harbinger, Mike? Oh, yeah. Because it's like the har- uh, like it's almost like the the agent or the foreshadowing. Harbinger. Oh, but it's a signal of things now, though. I would say now, though, isn't it Uh, the harbinger of um, things to come? The a harbinger of death, right? Wouldn't it be like, like, uh, um, what do you say? Uh, Just uh, how good I am at making it. What is it? What does that say? One that indicates or foreshadows. Yeah, I said foreshadow. Yeah, so it's a noun. Yeah, forerunner or transitive verb. The approach of. One that indicates like, uh, Christmas is a harbinger of New Year's Eve. But you, it's not a harbinger is not a thing. It's you are a har- you're the harbinger of this, or or it's it could be a no. It's it could not, be one who provides or secures blah blah blah. But uh, I guess I don't know. It's just like, dude. All right, fine. I, I thank you for taking the time to write and listen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. But is there yeah, real I think, English yeah. grammatical yeah, uh, like, there? Yeah, it's like relax. This isn't fucking Webster's fucking it's podcast. Just, I just wanted to pay it forward. All right, I thank you. Pay it for oh, why? To, so you don't sound. But here's the thing: a lot of people don't know what the correct. Like, if you gave people, I, I, I do appreciate it. That'd be a good question to ask people. Hey, what do you think it is, Harbinger or Harbinger? That doesn't Harbinger make, sound right to you? Yes, it does. It's, but I know that it's hard because I've heard somebody say Harbinger. I know that it sounds Harbinger sounds right. <laughs> what a Harbinger! Harbinger. Thanks for bringing it up, Harbinger. You're, you're the harbing, uh, the harbinger of being a douche about grammar. <laughs> Boy, this is a pun-filled, exciting episode yeah. today. Oh my god, you're swimming in puns. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I don't. First off, I don't remember you saying it. Was they? <laughs> it was a, a deep cut Seinfeld reference. <laughs> All right, oh. I'll see you guys. Stay out of the deep end. <laughs> you know it. Is that the pool boy one? No. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's just like, who leaves like that? It's uh, well, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ramon. Ramon. And he's, uh, you know, he's following Jerry and Kramer around all day. And Jerry's like, what the fuck? I can't get rid of this guy. Or no, no, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. It's when they see him on the subway. And he just goes, yeah, man, I lost my job at the pool. And Jerry goes, oh, that's a shame. He goes, hey, anyway, I got to go. Hey, guys, stay out of the deep end. Like, <laughs> It's such a funny way. It's like stay out of the uh, seeing the funny papers, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's such a bizarre, <laughs> hilarious uh, way to leave a conversation. There's a great line in that episode, like after, because then, what is it? Um, oh, Newman jumps in the pool and like knocks out the pool boy, like you know, yeah, like he's like, unconscious, and then the pool boy is on the deck, and they both won't give him mouth to mouth because they're both yeah. like, eh. And then when he's talking to Elaine. Uh, after she goes, oh, you probably, he goes, we <laughs> you probably can't go. You can't show your face there again. And then Jerry goes, oh no, we can't. No, me neither. He, <laughs> we, we can't show. We can't. We can't we go, can't go anywhere near there. Yeah, yeah, we can't go anywhere near that place. We can't go anywhere near there. 
Oh no, we can't. He just says like so matter of fact. Oh no. Well, anyway, yeah, I'm glad you're alive, pal. And uh we had a fun little gag with you going there. And thank you to everybody who reached out. It would have been a big bummer if you had if you had passed on, especially during the holidays. <laughs> that really would have, you're right. It would have saved me a Christmas gift, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <you're> so lucky. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. I had a funny. Uh, this this is yeah, come out of, only out of the mouths of babes. It was uh, this was very funny. I was at my friend Pat and Kimmy's. They were taking care of me after my eye surgery, and uh, they have a four year old daughter, and she's a sweet little kid. And uh, you know when you're uh, playing with kids who are that age, repetition is a big thing for them. Yes. Uh, she brings out the old Connect Four board game. Very fun game. It enjoyed many battles over my life with connect four she is not sticking to the rules whatsoever and i'm doing my shtick of going dropping a yellow piece in she's dropping a red one on top of me i'm going how the heck do you keep doing this and she's losing her goddamn mind (laughs) that gets old for me for in about 45 seconds yeah i had to she's playing for an hour and a half she loves it game after game after game yeah, she's just going, losing her head, going, ah! I'm gonna beat you. I'm going, How the heck do you keep beating me over here? This is what are you, the Bobby Fisher of Connect Four? I'm like, she has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> And it's just so funny. So finally, she gets this. She gets this like kind of confused look on her face. I'm going, what's the matter? Because you know, I'm giving her a, a, a her parents a respite from the kid. Because uh, right, right, all, I don't know, fucking or something. While I'm keeping her entertained, so. Um, I, I don't know what to do. I'm getting nervous. She's like looking at me and she's going, she's almost about to cry. And I'm sitting here going, what? your parents are going to think I hit you because I lost in connect four. What the hell? She's going, no. And she starts, she starts calling for her dad. And she's going, daddy. And Paca comes in. He goes, I know this look. And he just takes her to the base. Like he comes back. He's like, Hey, she just got a shit. That's all. <laughs> and so I'm going, Oh, it was, I guess she was embarrassed because, it, you know, it was a stranger, me, not a stranger, but, you know, Uncle Andy. Yeah, but you're not there all the time. Yeah. You want to ask me, obviously, you know, can you help me to the bathroom? Because she still needs help. Right. But so uh, uh, Pat and I were watching Villanova basketball game. And you just hear from the bathroom, you hear daddy. And he's like, oh, I got to go help her out, you know, get, uh, you know, wipe or whatever. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden you hear it's so funny. I never heard this before. She goes, I need my iPad. <laughs> like a like a fucking trucker like an insurance salesman from the yeah. 50s like, give me my paper i need I, my paper she's got the same routine in the shitter as i do <laughs> what is this, reincarnation what is this? <laughs> like you ever hear those stories of reincarnation where the it kids like you ever hear those stories where like the kids like give details about like a, the life of a former like somebody who died <laughs> yeah. and they're like yeah, I remember I used to have three kids, three babies. And they're like they'll be like, Yeah, they were actually uh Errol Flynn or like something like it's like, like wait, what? Like it, it, it's pretty freaky. But it was so funny just to hear some of you're like, I need help. And she was like, Hey, yeah, I need my iPad here. What the hell's going on? <laughs> like, oh, that is what so kind of funny. service is this? Oh, just like, yeah, that's just these you know, little kids in the in the iPads and you know. But I mean, it's also she's a, a woman of routine, just like I I, I can't. I, I completely uh, I, get it. Belt. I get it. I totally get it. I have Ever my take a take You forget your phone. You sit oh. there. You go. God damn it. I wish I had my dad here to just bring it to me. 
I wish I had a giant man to come into yeah. the bathroom and bring me my I live eyes. alone. If I forget a, a device and I take a shit, I'm talking my thoughts in there. Yeah. Uh, hold on. You're going again. Crap. All right. I can hear you now, but I can. Uh... What the fuck? Sorry, gang. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, how does it sound on your end, Mike? It's probably the same as Michael. Oh, we lost most. It was, oh, it was the same. Like, right when you said it is when I noticed it, too. Okay. Yeah. It's back to normal now. You're a little grainy, but it sounds better. Yeah, it sounds good. I hate my life. <laughs> That's very <laughs> drastic to go from you to zero to 60 on that one. I hate this internet life. I just, uh, I, I, I want to be back in person so badly in the studio. I know. Uh, sorry, gang. We had a little bit of technical difficulties on the cool breezes end. Things are not cool over here. My internet keeps popping in and out. But so, Andy, uh, let, me, let me pitch it all together and make it sound pretty. Absolutely. Um, let me ask you this: Did you did, did you really did you watch anything in the past few days? I did. Oh, I watched. Me... Well, one thing I don't know if I should talk to you about, and I'm telling you, this is this is like a a, a, a exclusive for the podcast. It, it, you, nobody's going to see this coming a mile away. A Christmas surprise? Uh, I watched, uh, you know, you, everybody knows I'm a Fincher fan. Yeah. And I watched, I watched Mank. I, I got it. I'm going to be brutally honest because I want to be honest you with, with, with Dimwit Nation. I couldn't get through it. I turned it Ooh, off. Wow. I, 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 I think it was, it's the type of movie I have to be in the mood to watch. And yeah. I wasn't when I watched it. I just was like, oh, let me pop this on. Oh, 100%. And also, I'm watching it, and I and I thought it was shot beautifully, and I thought that the, you know, everything about it, except for the story and the and the and the and like the like the acting was great. And I think Gary Oldman's unbelievable. But I, but I'm sitting there going, I I could not be less interested in this right now. I could not be. I am not interested in yeah. what's going on on, on the screen. And uh, so I, I I hated to do it, but I I turned it off. I turned off off Mank. All right. Are you going to go back and finish? Yes, I will. I have okay, to. Because I, have to. I did the same thing. I watched it in probably three sittings. Okay. And look, director aside who you love, David Fincher, you have to at least have a little bit of interest about the story of the guy who wrote Citizen Kane. Yes, I did. Broad topic. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know you and I do, but like, my buddy asked me that. He was like, oh, uh, I keep seeing ads for this mank. He's like, am I going to like it? And I went, honestly, you're not going to like it because I know you. It's about a very focused topic. And like it, I just don't think it will appeal to a lot of people. That being said, the acting I thought was great. First class. I thought Amanda Seyfried was great. Yeah. And I thought Gary Oldman was great. Uh, the whole cast really was was very good. But it's... I happen to enjoy that, like, kind of historical stuff and Citizen Kane stuff and Charles Foster Kane and William Randolph Hearsty kind of shit. But, yeah, it didn't grab me the way I thought it was. I thought it got overhyped uh, in the in the media, and I, I couldn't go on my Twitter timeline without fucking seeing a post for it. And so uh, I agree with you. I did have to watch it in three separate settings because I got a little bored. was like, I'm going to do something else for a little bit. Yeah. And then I came back to it. But I did finish it. And after I finished it, I liked it better. Does that make sense? Like, yes, it does. When I turned it off for the first time, I think I was doing the exact same thing you were doing. I was like, ah, this is not really for me. By the time I finished the whole thing, I went, all right. I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. 
You know? enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely going back to it because I have to. And because it is about that topic, and I am I'm interested in, you know, is it Orson Welles is Michael Shannon, right? Uh oh, is that I didn't even realize Mike that was Michael Shannon. I don't know. I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's Michael Shannon. Oh, you don't know if that's the actual actor? Mush, who played uh Orson Welles in Mank? Can you look that up for us real quick? Um that's funny because I was wondering it like it didn't it wasn't a great look for young Orson Welles. Like it didn't look exactly I I don't know if it was Michael Shannon, but Oh no, it wasn't Michael Shannon, but he it reminded me it's a guy named Tom Burke. Oh yeah, okay. I didn't. Think oh, it was. okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking on that one. But uh, um, yeah, it, it, the story is interesting. How you know this guy uh, is just kind of uh, Hollywood. I don't know what would you call it. Kind of a kind of a rock star of a writer. You know, can kind of do whatever he wants and he yeah, kind of makes his own way. And you know, he talks to the studio heads without a care in the world. And yeah. then. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a very inside baseball, inside Hollywood kind of movie of the, it, of the it, you know, it, the 30s and 40s. It was super punk rock for the time that it was. You know, like he was super punk rock for the time that it was. Like he just didn't give a fuck. Isn't it? Don't you kind of uh, relish a time where like you could walk into a party completely obliterated and make a total ass of yourself and them still being like, oh, it seems he's a bit under the weather tonight. You know, like, that's, <laughs> oh, that's like the excuse people will use. <laughs> they, I mean? they, like, they used to back then they used to like to sweep things under the rug a yeah, lot. I want to I want to sweep under the rug era again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd rather have that. You want <laughs> you want you want that level of shame to come back. You want the embarrassment should be a thing now. Like, no, 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 no. I'm saying like you can embarrass yourself, but people will be like, oh, he was just uh you know had a bit of a fever. He had a, he had a touch of a fever. He had a yeah, touch he, yeah. he had a rheumatiz. <laughs> The room no, he does like tea. He takes to drink a little, but it's probably his ulcer. Well, that's the same era where if you were a gay dude, they would call you a confirmed bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have roommates. Which is one, dude, of the, one of the most like, like talk about hiding something and, and, and one of the most like, like completely misled statements ever is like his, his turning around and saying, yeah, um, he just wants to be a bachelor his whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what his thing is. Dude, I, I had one of those when I was a little kid. It was a it was a Christmas. How weird that that came together. Uh, I would say about 1990-ish, 91, let's say. I'm about 10, 11, 12 years old. And it wasn't a thing that I realized until years later. We had a, a distant cousin who was living abroad and was uh, uh, coming, staying with my family for Christmas, coming over for Christmas dinner. And my mom was like, He's coming with his French friend Stefan. And later I yeah. realized my mom would go, Oh, that was like his boyfriend, husband. My mom was like, Yeah, he's gay. He and yeah. I was like, Oh, that's hilarious at the time, the way you phrased it. Yeah. It I like, have one that's his roommate. <laughs> you know? I have a, like a, like a, like, a, like an older cousin that it was it, they said it was his roommate. They said it was his roommate. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, his friend, his roommate. And that's like, yeah, yeah it was his boyfriend. Stefan was, yeah, his French friend. I was telling people, I'm like, Yeah, I got this French friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, like no, you don't say that about other places. You don't go, yeah, this is my Andy's my New Jersey friend. Just, um, 
I'm having a friend from Jersey uh, over, it's, and we're gonna hang out. And but, the, <laughs> but the, the, can you imagine if it was like those rules, but everything that was going on now, like the internet could not exist in that world because people are just embarrassing themselves around the clock. Like if you like oh, somebody yeah. had like it's like. Oh, somebody saw somebody's TikTok account and they go, oh, they have a touch of a fever for <laughs> three years straight. <laughs> it's like, it's like, right, right, right. Right. it's like, you can't, like, you can't, like, everybody being, embar being embarrassing is now like a rite of passage. Back in the day, they were like, I know. no shame. It, there, there was this pomp and circumstance of yeah. like, you better act accordingly in public. And yeah, that led to a lot of, a, a, a lot of um, problems. It led to a lot of racism. It led a lot to a lot of drinking. It led to a lot of people nah. going crazy and suicide and all that. Kind of, would you say nah? Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> So I got I got I come from old people. <laughs> you do. No, no. I always I think that, under the rugger. I always think that I was born in the wrong era. I was Me the, too. I always think that, but man, I think you definitely were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Cool Hand Luke again the other day for the 48th time, and I'm just going, Nah, prison ch chain gangs seem kind of fun. You're with the boys. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another thing. Cards that, that happens with TV shows and movies all the time. Where I'm like, oh, I want to live in this world, and it's like this is right, not a totally. real thing. Like even even when it's like cop shows and stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, I should have been a cop. Like, I, I thought I thought that before when I'm no, watching no. cop shows. I'm like, I really should have been a cop, and, I, and then it's like, no, this is nowhere near yeah, reality. No, 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 absolutely not. It's not the Simpsons episode where Marge becomes a cop, and <laughs> it's just like, and you get genes out of it. <laughs> You know, so speaking of uh, the differences of, you know, the way people thought during, you know, every different decade, I was watching the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I don't know why I never picked up on this before, because it's probably a throwaway line, but when they're in the Chocolate River part, and Augustus Gloom falls in the Chocolate River, and he gets sucked up into one of those big, you know, pipes, and all the pressure builds behind him. Um, Charlie, <laughs> this was so funny to me. He goes, he's going to get stuck. And grandpa Joe goes, no, he won't. Charlie. Remember that time you asked me how a bullet came out of a gun. Yeah. And right there, you just want to go record scratch. What was that school shooter? Charlie, after <laughs> Grandpa Joe, how do bullets come out of guns? Grandpa, I need to know. Cause I'm getting uh, bullied down at the old weird school. <laughs> Yeah, in the weird town where half the people are have English accents, and I have an American accent. Yeah, Willy Wonka should have been like, "No, he's gonna be." Fine. Did Charlie just ask how a gun worked? <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing. <laughs> the there's also oh here there he is. <laughs> yeah, is. is this the scene? Yeah, he's in the thing. Yeah, you remember that time you asked me how? Oh, a Charlie, right? remember how you asked me how a bullet comes out of a gun? You went what? What kind of deranged kid? And Charlie looks like Charlie always looked like an adult. <laughs> There's all these deleted scenes where Uncle Joe is like, "Remember, Char Grandpa Joe is like, remember Charlie when you asked me the best way to bury a body? Remember when?" <laughs> no, Charlie. Remember asking if you asked me if it was okay to eat human meat? <laughs> remember, I mean, they were Charlie. poor. Remember Charlie? Remember when you asked me the best, uh, the best liquid for getting out blood out of a floor? Remember that? Remember when you asked me? This is there, his mom wasn't. His mom did work in the laundry. <laughs> remember, remember when your mom found the the machete and underneath your pillow? Remember that? Charlie, Charlie, remember when you? 
Remember when you asked me, what does it all matter? It's all bullshit. Remember that, Charlie, when you said. <laughs> yeah, well, his world was kind of bleak. These four assholes didn't get out of bed for 20 years for doing nothing. Yeah, Char Charlie. could have pitched in. Remember when I woke up that night and you were just watching me sleep? Remember that? <laughs> Remember that when you, <laughs> when you remember when you were poking gro Grandma Josephine, <laughs> Charlie. Remember when you one time we were we were at the, we were at the uh, at the fair and you told me the reckoning is coming. Remember that when you told me. <laughs> Charlie, remember Charlie. when I caught you playing that knife hand game with a Navajo Indian? <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, remember when we found those those dead chipmunk carcasses underneath your bed? And you said they were, you thought they were stuffed animals and we believed you. And you said they don't feel pain like I do. <laughs> I could do this for the rest of the episode. I can absolutely do it. We can do the whole freaking podcast. About it. <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of weird shit in that. It's super weird. But yeah. yeah. I do. A, I do a joke that I didn't realize that I saw in the, um, a clip <laughs> of Mulaney. Uh, uh, Mulaney does the same premise. So I stopped doing it. Uh, but he didn't put it in his special, so I was like, "Can I still do mine?" Which you might, you might be able to bring it back, pal. I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, we said it be okay. I love Tom Blaney. Like, uh, yeah, the, the, he's, I'm he's sure. great. He's great, and, and, and he already had. He's very vocal about him having he's in recovery yeah. for a while. He'll be fine. Also, Absolutely. now it's like you'll be able to deal with it way better. You're rich. You'll be a yeah. rich purple person rehab. Go for it. Exactly. Yeah. Be in Malibu. Uh, that Andy's referring to John well Mulaney. Best wishes. Best wishes to John Mulaney. Who in rehab? That's a celebrity thing. You go to rehab for exhaustion. Sweep under the rug. That's what it is in 2020. It's exhaustion. Yeah, exhaustion. That's is what thing, they always right? called it when you had to go when a celebrity had to go to rehab. I think we should just call Mulaney a uh, close personal friend of the podcast. What's he going to do? Absolutely. What's he going to not be that? He's in rehab. He can't tell us anything. I think you're 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 a celebrity worth your salt unless you you go to rehab. Yeah, so you got to get that. He's big yeah. time now, baby. He's huge. He's huge, yeah. and he's he's my favorite comedian. I think he's I think he's the best. Brilliant. Comedian Absolutely out there. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um. And he's a good guy, and we know him from the comedy cellar, and he and he's a, he's a good Absolutely. guy, and, and, and we hope he's okay. And I actually hate even bringing it up because I'm like, ah, it's his own business. Exactly, but you know yeah. what? I would just um, more. We wish him well. I I know he'll have no problem beating whatever he's uh, struggling with. And yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the you're absolutely right. They, that is a thing when people say exhaustion. But I he had this not the same joke. He actually did a better version of the joke that I had, which was, uh, I said. I when um the part where Grandpa Joe gets up and he starts dancing around, he goes, he goes, yeah. will you come with me, Grandpa Joe, to the thing? And then he and I go, I go, hey, let's not worry about a chocolate factory. How about just the miracle that you've seen? Your Grandpa Joe got out of bed. He's been in there, and he goes because he says I haven't done this in twenty years. When he gets up and starts walking, and it's 20 like twenty years, and it's like you couldn't walk, and now you can walk. That's a bigger deal than going to a fucking chocolate factory. <laughs> And it does well about a third of the time. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but absolutely, there's weird shit. There's a lot of weird stuff in that movie. That's like, like even, even little facts, like the fact that that's the only movie that Charlie ever did. That guy, uh, mm. Peter Ostrom, he went and after, not right after Charlie Charlie Factory, but I don't think he he didn't act anymore he now he's like a carpenter in, in upstate new york where he has been for years oh. and years and years. probably retired now at this point maybe but like 
he uh, he stopped acting. A lot of those that that's one movie that became so well known like after the fact. Like I think it in the theaters it didn't do that well. And a lot of those people from the movie, it's like who else acted? I guess I uh, guess Gene something. Wilder had a decent career. Oh, I'm, I know Gene Wilder, obviously, <laughs> but that's like yeah, the only Oompa one. Loompa number four went on to some pretty big things. But can you? But that, was that based? Are they based in England? That town's in England, right? There he yeah, is. That's Charlie. Charlie. That's Charlie. I was never quite sure where or when that fucking movie took place. I think it's just supposed to live in its own universe because it's so bizarre. You know what I mean? It's a weird. It, it, it's it was could be very off putting when you're a kid watching it too because you know uh, Willy Wonka is he likes kids and he makes candy but he's also kind of a weirdo with his oh. his non sequiturs and his you know his, uh, so shines a good deed in a weary world you're like what what the fuck does that mean yeah, sicko there's, a, there's another weird line during the the bullet scene when when the kid's stuck in the pipe where. <clears throat> Uh, Willy Wonka says the suspense is delicious. Or say, oh, what he, say? Yeah. he goes, yeah, yeah, something. He's watching it. He goes, I hope it lasts. I hope. <laughs> you know, hey, you should talk to old Charlie over there. You two would be. Uh, we, I think we just came up with this in a uh, podcast, a Charlie Chocolate Factory uh, universe theory where uh, where Charlie, Charlie, and um, and Willy Wonka have been murdering people in this town. <laughs> Maybe that's why Charlie got the factory at the end. He goes, this is the only sicko that can carry on my legacy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it so, is Hey, Charlie, the Oompa Loompas get into some weird sex stuff. It is <laughs> wild, bro. He's like, he's like, I can handle that. I can totally handle it. Yeah, my my, my grandparents have been in bed for 30 years to my whole life. <laughs> that means his grandparents, he hasn't got, the, the grandpa hasn't got up in 20 years. Exactly. Charlie's like 10 or 12. Right. So, Charlie only knows his grandpa being in bed. Yeah. Like he's never, his grandpa's never been out of bed the whole time that Charlie's been alive. It didn't help with the baby at all. I mean, she's a single mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These yeah. Lazy assholes here. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was Mulaney's, uh, I think, take on the joke, which was that. But yeah. Uh, but before we go, I want to talk about, I did watch something else and it was off. Ooh. And I want to talk about, I got I to gotta tell you, um, not that we corner the market on movie podcasts, but apparently um, our friends Ronan Hirschberg and Joe List have started doing like a YouTube um, movie show. And I, I don't know if it's a podcast or not, but I don't want to take credit for them starting a movie thing. But come on, what else could you really draw from that conclusion? I mean, both former guests of the show, it uh, seems a little yeah, coincidental. It seems a little bit coincidental. And I challenge them because also – I think we should be. I think we should hash out. Like they told me some of Ronan's opinions about movies. I think we could do a defend your uh, join up with them and do a defend your movie. Yeah, defend uh, your podcast defend, over there. Defend your podcast. Um, and uh, and we could battle them on some of these freaking movies because he was like Ronan thinks this about Forrest Gump, and I'm like he's out of his fucking mind. So it might be a great well, thing. Ronan does have some bizarre takes. Yeah, it might be a, a good thing to team up. But based off the recommendation of our friend Joe List, I Ooh. watched. A Hulu movie called. I did the same thing. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, good. So you watched it. Absolutely. Uh, well, what we're talking about is we, me and Andy. Apparently, I didn't realize you watched it. We both watched the movie called Run, which is yeah. on, which is on Hulu. And I gotta say, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it I, a lot too I, because it's and I want. I we don't have enough time to do this now if we stop at an hour. But I wanted to 
talk to you about something that the way that movies are changing um, and, and the way they're changing is, you know, I think a lot of people know, you know, look at what's happening in the movie theaters. Things are going online. And I think when I, I think you can call it the Blumhouse effect. So what happens when it comes to the, a, a company like Blumhouse is a lot of their types of movies, even though Blumhouse movies were in the theaters and stuff like that, they're made for streaming in a way. They kind of have that feel to them. They, they're, yeah. not that they're not good movies. A lot of them are only an hour and a half long. They're very like consumable by the masses now. 100%. Spans. I'm not and, going near the movie theater if these were the selections. But uh, I'll watch these at home. No problem. Exactly. And but they do a really good job of it. And they do this thing that they have these things that ride the horror genre. Um, they ride the, the the borderline of the horror genre, but also thriller, but also yes, thriller. really, 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 really appeal to the to the mass public though. Like, like yeah, it, run is not horror whatsoever. It, it's it's not horror. It's it's, 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 it, this was very, I think, uh uh palatable for you for a guy who doesn't like um yeah. not even thriller suspense it, it was a fun cool story about uh what would you call it monkhausen by proxy syndrome i guess Munchausen by proxy yeah yeah somebody somebody write in and correct my pronunciations yeah. on that the harbinger of munchausen by proxy <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah Sarah paulson sean's choice for clarice starling if yes. you uh, are keeping up with later she's great um and the uh, young actress who plays this wheelchair-bound girl is actually uh, a real-life wheelchair person. Uh, someone also write in and co correct my political incorrect <laughs> wheelchair person. Um, yeah, she... Hello, Andy? Yes. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. You froze for a sec. Um, she is great in it. And the thing about this movie is it's exactly what you want. It's yeah. It's when you're when you're thinking like, hey, this when you hear about what it's going to be about, like even Joe is like, hey, it's kind of like misery. And I got to be honest, it is, but it isn't. It, 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 it's, it's misery if you took if you wanted to take the a misery and put it into a perfect little capsule and also switch it to that thing I was just talking about, about streaming movies. You're right about it where mm -hmm. you're like, because like, here's the thing. You had a lot of the, uh, these, these type of movies came out in the theaters. They weren't well received in the theaters. Like this would have right, been right, like, right. Finding yeah. new audiences in homes. I think because the budgets, because if you really think about it, this budget on this movie was probably nothing. Oh yeah, because it was most of it was in the house. It was like so that's what they're doing, and and I don't think this is a Blumhouse movie, but everybody's kind of getting the trend from all these Blumhouse movies that are like, this is what we like to do. We do short movies with not big names that are in one location that are that are entertaining and their scripts are good and they're mm -hmm. solid and they're gonna they're going to. Uh, get, they're not these big long epics, so that might be end up what's happening. Once Perfect. They, once they shake out what happens with movie theaters, movie theaters might be for epics and big big budget. Ooh, you might have that. Things, and then online will be for these type of quality, streamable, uh, but also but also enjoyable. Obviously, uh, uh, that's movie. my theory. I, I I don't know if I mentioned it's yeah you I, said that yeah, but I think these my, it's the hundred minutes theory. That's my preferred length for everything. Stand-up comedy shows, movies. The perfect length is an hour, 40 minutes. You don't need anything longer than that for entertainment. If you're sitting around, the 100 minutes theory, it, you can't work out the world's theory on your own. You, you come to the 100 minutes theory. See, I don't agree with that because there's movies that I like that are three hours. There's movies that I like them because they're longer I, movies. I just think we've gotten 
too far away. Like Judd Apatow is guilty of this too. It's like you're making an enjoyable yeah. movie. It doesn't need to be two fifteen. You know, yeah. it's a comedy, yeah. especially for the movies. What he like, he's doing comedies. Like, yeah, absolutely, comedies should be ninety minutes, hundred minutes long. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like, if you have Scorsese and you have an epic, or you have that, I guess I don't know if I dreamt this. Did I dream they're doing Godfather four? Did you see that? I think you might have dreamed that, but I will tell you this: this the Many Saints of Newark is coming in that. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Universal package for twenty twenty one. Oh, is it the Sopranos prequel? That's a part of that lineup. Yeah, maybe that somehow slipped into the subconscious because uh, I haven't heard a peep on Godfather four there. I what I'll do is this: we have to wrap up pretty soon. I'm going to research it. We'll talk. We'll talk about it next episode. Yeah. But run uh, a great little. Uh, well packaged movie it's an enjoyable hour and a half long it's got a fun ending too oh there you go mushy paramount says fourth godfather movie remains remains a possibility of right story oh, wow okay so that's not it that's don't expect movie. francis ford coppola back in the director's chair though so whatever i I'll, i'm not gonna watch it of course i am just, just to uh, i'm gonna watch it too but it's like what do you do at that point and that's the thing though if it's not francis ford coppola you can't I don't even want it really being called Godfather Part Four. It's like if you don't have the 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 right people doing it. I mean, look what happened with Godfather Three. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and it's also a thing where Godfather Three they just did a re-edit of it, and people are saying it's good. I think it's called like the Godfather. Yeah, um, I mean, it was nominated for a Best Picture. It's not the worst movie. It's just stacked up against the two of the best movies of all time. But it doesn't have. A, how would you continue? Because if you want to hear this, people know uh, the story. They know the story. Episode on this. Uh, they know the stories of the first two. The the third one. What are you pulling uh, for the public on that one? That they're going to be like, oh, I got to see where Andy <laughs> Garcia goes in this. It's like you know, yeah. what's Connie up to now? Yeah, I have to rewatch Godfather three. I think I really do. I want to. It would obviously it. be some sort of children. I, I think we talked about this before. We would love to see like a Tom Hagen prequel or something like that. <laughs> That's what they should do because then it would be in the universe, but not like oh man, that'd be fantastic. A a, a Tom Hagen crooked lawyer prequel. Oh yeah. come on, god damn, come let's, on, let's get pen to paper on this one. Let's do it. Like I I I, th I say we just write it and then <laughs> absolutely copyright it. We're like, hey, we're taking over the Godfather franchise. This yeah, is gonna we're going to be the John Favros of the fucking Godfather <laughs> franchise. We, well, we can even make it a streamable uh, Blumhouse movie, like we were talking about. <laughs> he's a, he's a crooked lawyer and also a killer, I guess, and he's yeah. trapping his, his, his wheelchair daughter inside her house. I don't know. But go watch Run. Very fun movie. Very good payoff at the end too. I loved the ending. It was great. And, really uh, great payoff and really great subtle moments in it. Really, really, really great subtle moments. And we'll give you. Um, oh, speaking, did you notice the, the completely non sequitur here? Did you notice the the blatant Rosebud Citizen Kane reference? No. Hank? When he gets that, oh. he drops the liquor bottle out of his hand. It's a, a exact yes, 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 I not, did. Yes, you're right. The shot of him. The Rosebud. The Rosebud on the, yeah. you know. But uh, we got to run. Guys, in uh, what's today? One Is it one week? From today, Shawnee and I will be at Royersford, PA, the aforementioned Soul Joel's Comedy Club, New Year's Eve show with our pal James Matter and former guest of the pod. Maybe what do you think about this, Shawnee? We'll do a little uh, maybe we'll do a Patreon or an extra bonus something we can record with James. He's a madman who's got some wild takes on movies. Yeah. Uh, if we're sitting around, it's going to be New Year's Eve. We'll probably plastered. Maybe we'll, we'll do a quickie yeah, for that'd the be kids great. out there for the dimwits. I'll bring my but, recorder. We'll do it that way. Uh, come out and see the show. It might be close to selling out, but it's going to be a, it's a fun, it's a heated dome. Everybody's socially distanced. If you're in that area. It's going to be a fun New Year's Eve show. We're going to have a blast. 
The Amptons band is playing as well. Go to souljoles.com and get your tickets right now before that bad boy sells out. Yes, and make sure to follow Andy Fiore at Andy Fiore on Instagram and Twitter and check out his radio show every Wednesday, every Thursday at 4 p.m. on uh, Sirius Raw Dog 99. It's called The Raw Report. Check that out. Uh, and also I, I have one as well every Wednesday at 4. That's what I was thinking of before. And it's called Celebrate at 4 p.m. Raw, Do- uh, uh, Raw Dog 99. And I'm at Shawnee Time. And thank you so much on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you so much to uh, to, to Mushy Mike for, for yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. And Merry Christmas, Mike. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you to Laugh Button uh, for having us. And, 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 and you'll see much more of us in the new year. So we really That's appreciate you guys. Yeah. And uh, and let us know. T- uh, tweet at us and let us know. It's at the DYM podcast on Twitter. And let us know uh, what you think of the show, what you want us to talk about, what matchups you want to see, stuff like yeah. that. Should we Thanks. watch something? I, I need shit to watch. Tell me. Yeah, I so do something. I. Yeah, good stuff. Run, run I was so pleased with. Um, thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>